This morning's sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. At Oford today. Ah, oh, there you go. It's Alliance right there. Is uh, Palladium is getting ready to go in just a few weeks? Just a couple weeks. <laughs> They're the winners from last year. They wrote our theme song for this year. It's been going quite well, I think. And uh, we'll see if they can twofer because they're back in. Alliance got back in, all full up on Palladio. In fact, that and then some. We've got like thirty-seven bands that hit us on Monday and got in this thing. So. I'm under some sort of an allergy attack right now. <laughs> Sorry, you're going to hear me snorting. Somebody said Brady's nose whistles back, too. That might be me today. I don't think so, though. I don't breathe that heavily into the microphone. Be careful, Brady. You might have, you might have yourself a nose whistle going. Uh, people emailing in about food things, and uh, they've been poisoned at uh, local events and things like that. Be careful. That's all I'm saying. Although, Ethan says, I would love to see Brady on a serious amount of psychedelics. If somebody uh, in his neighborhood hasn't tried it yet, we need to get this done. You think Brady would frolic around the neighborhood, uh, seeing the wonders of life for what they are, thinking about all his favorite things, and then barbecue all just floating in the air as he tries to grab it with his imaginary butterfly net. Then it would hit him as he raises his hand in front of his face and thinks to himself, I, too, am meat. And slowly stick one sausage finger and just take a chunk out of it. And a tear would roll down his face at the wondrous discovery he's made that he is his own meal. He would be like Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. The news report would be officers found him in a pool of blood with missing limbs and a mouth full of himself. The man literally ate himself to death. Worth it to have Brady realize he's meat in the middle of a psychedelic rant. Uh, ben Roberson emails, and he's got a good idea. He says, man, that poaching idea is not bad. It sounds like you've got a destination for SetJet next year. <laughs> All-expense-paid trip to Africa to poach the poachers. I wonder, I'm going to meet with, uh, with Tom today. Uh, we'll see if we can get SetJet to float us over there to Uganda, drop off some snipers, and take care of some poachers. We can do that. That should be easy. Instead of having people run around to zoo... And uh, eat Brady's barbecue sauce, you know, which is good for you. I know you want to make some sales. That's a pretty good thing. But if we've got a real problem with poaching, how come we don't take some of these snipers that have been uh, so incredibly well-trained and give them jobs around the world rather than have them sit there and wait for a girl to break up with them and then go, uh, you know, muck up the lucky strike? You give them a job. Hey, you want a job killing poachers? You know I do. We get them over there, and anybody that aims a gun at a giraffe... Our snipers take them down. There definitely would be that. plenty that would oh, uh, there are tons love of them. to do that as a vocation. My buddy Danny's a, he was a sniper in uh, in the Middle East there in Iraq and stuff. We could get him over there in a heartbeat. And he's good at that. He'd, he'd be amazing. Sniping the poachers. We raise money to send him over there. I think that's a great idea. Uh, and just. Uh, 
them knowing that that there's that there's, poachers, there's snipers, snipers out, out there, there. oh, it cut it down. They're just hanging around the giraffes. That's all you have to do is the just on a ton of animals, armed, elephants, giraffes, armed guards around where they hang because out. They, they do have patrols. Yeah, but they but can't. They're, patrol they can enough. get paid off. It's like uh, the border. And from what I've seen, the people like the the people that are there, keeping an eye on the elephants and stuff. Some of them are like, yeah, go ahead. They'll let them in. They're, they're, they they're, could get greased. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of greased, Matt says, casseroles aren't in restaurants because casseroles are for people that don't have money. Because you just take your leftovers and throw them in a trough and smother it in cheese and call it a meal. That's exactly right. I'm calling for the end of homemade meals. With the influx of all these restaurants, you can get everything better than you could at some neighbor's house. If a neighbor really likes you, and says, why don't you come, we'll go out, you go out to dinner with them. If they're cooking you a meal, I don't trust it. I think they're trying to kill you. We made it ourselves. Oh. <laughs> you know, and it's funny with food when people say that. You're like, it seems okay. But if somebody's like, hey, I got you a present for Christmas or something, and they knitted you a sweater, you'd be like, Garbage. Well, I don't want any homemade anything. Mexicans are doing tamales. All right, exactly, which is why I've been calling for the end of that, too. It's not a present. Uh, Brady, I want to hear you next year at the baseball games going, Sauce! Get your boss sauce! Walking up and down the aisles. They want you to vend your sauce. Do you have a bark? Are you barking at your booth? Yeah, I bark a little bit. Do you bit. have the boss sauce right on top of your I haven't stuff. done that one yet. So you're selling the sauce, and then it's all over the stuff at the zoo. So it's available on the food at the zoo, yeah? Yes. Oh, that's good. What do you recommend it on? Just do they have... Well, they're chicken fingers. And the chicken oh, they have all this they have... stuff. All right. So good dip and I gotta stuff. I got to say, the boss sauce is good. Oh, it's great. They gave me a bottle it's of barbecue it. barbecue sauce is great. We had it on uh, some pork chops the other day. Get sure. all over that. Good. Yeah. The sauce is back. It's ready to go. B-A-U-S sauce. Uh, and when uh, it sells out, it sells out, and I'll... Until I, uh, and then I'll bring out another flavor. Oh, so you just go flavor I'm doing to flavor. Batch, yeah, batches at a one? time. What's this one? This one's a honey mustard. Oh, okay. So this one goes away. Once you're done, you start a new one. Yep. Limited right. time only. That's right. Get your boss sauce honey mustard now. Where do you go? What website? TheBradySauce.com. The. Like Ohio yeah. State. I see what you did there. That's stupid. You made, <laughs> you made me want to buy a different sauce. You've eliminated We're the Michigan, sweet baby the Michigan people. Yeah, exactly. No Michigan people are buying the Brady sauce. You know, you got to put your love aside. I can't have All right. I chuckled on that. I black and gold juice. You know, come on. Of course you chuckled. You find it hilarious. There's people like, I'll never, ever touch that stuff. You got to appeal to all of them. That's fine. They can scout the sauce, though. They're not going to try pick it. up the signals from the red uh, from the All right. sauce. Wouldn't you rather have Michigan people eating your sauce? They do. No, they don't. Oh yeah, there's a guy that was over last week at Barbecue Island, Michigan shirt. Mm-hmm. And you said, you go to the website. V. Oh, he got it there. Yeah, he got it there, and you didn't know about the website, did he? Because you're smarter than that. You know better than to start placing your personal beliefs all over your food. And you eliminate audience. He's none the wiser, but I bet you that Michigan guy finds out it's thebradysauce.com. He's going to throw it away. Uh, this one says, uh, please don't use my name on the air because she's next to me. <laughs> Do it. You are 100% about the profile for people who live to decorate on holidays. 
Older single women at the office are putting up Christmas decorations November 1. And I mean a lot. I like the holidays, but it's too much. Please use your power to shame them and get back to work. Make this stop. She's excited that Christmas music starts Wednesday. Beth is finally flipping the switch at KEZ. Wednesday? And Hallmark Channel going full pole. It's all for lonely, desperate women. That's why Beth wins in Christmas. She's uh, hitting it's not Wednesday. Just the lonely women. Wednesday next week. I'm looking it up right now. That miserable broad gets all of November off now too. I don't think she gets it off. She does. She st- the promos last year were like, "Hey, we're going to start our holiday." She just does little tapes. You're listening to Christmas music on KEZ. Beth and friends will be back in January. You mother, how did you pull this off? You genius. There you go. She has to tape everything. Wednesday, November, what is it, the 9th? Yeah, 8th. 8th. Wow. Beth is taking off. That would insult me that my radio station doesn't want me for two of the 12 months because they do better without me. So she don't work during Christmas music. She doesn't do nothing. Wow. She has a Christmas party every year? You heard? This is no heaven. She does a Christmas party every year, and I She's know got a guy time. that bartended. Wintermeyer was there all every year, and um, they they have Christmas greetings, and you know you should say being hosting the party, whatever. Go up there and say thanks, everyone. Great year for coming oh, out. Yeah. Has to tape hers. Why? Because she's so hammered. Oh, she gets so drunk. So, Beth is an alcoholic. A couple of times they were doing the announcements. <laughs> and, uh, I see what you're saying. Brady's making the claim that Beth has a drinking. No, problem. I am not. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> imbibes heavy at the party. That's called being an alcoholic. I see what you're saying. Brady's making a claim that she can't control herself. She needs help. I heard what Brady said. That's a shame. Beth, it's an intervention. No wonder she has. Well, that's why she gets two months off. 28 days in November, she has to go away for a little while. And then they just come back for Christmas. (laughs) Where's Beth? Quite a statement. Hit play. Quite a statement, Brady. Hey, everybody. It goes on the 8th. 30 days. That's 22 days of November that she's in the rehabilitation that Brady's claiming. And then a few days of Christmas. (laughs) So that's 28. So she needs six more days if she goes off on the 8th. To just taper. That is ridiculous. What a gig that is. Teachers don't have it that easy. And Beth gets paid well. Two months off. Spectacular. I mean, that's amazing. It's lazy, and I would expect nothing less. But that's incredible. Christmas music from November 8th till January 4th, and she doesn't have to do a thing thing mountain man beth is so lucky yeah and it's not like yeah i like that all of them are mountain people it's not like they come back refreshed with some new ideas either she takes two months off comes back keeps doing cruddy mom show god damn it i'm bitter because we lose to it it's the only time all year we get beat and it usually starts in the middle of this year man no it's gonna happen again brady just brace yourself (laughs) it's gonna happen again it's an it's like a like it's like a radio menstruation. Like once a year, we have this month where we we're screwed up and can't do anything. We come in second, and it's painful to Christmas because the moms and the lonelies all go nuts. Mariah Carey already, uh, you know, has a T-shirt that says She's it's ready to go. time. It's close, but it's not time for that yet. Oh boy. Beth, I envy you and I hate you all at the same time. I didn't know about your drinking problem until just now. 
<laughs> Thanks, Brady. Brady let me in on that. He says at the Christmas party you get pretty out of control because of the issues that you. If I was you, I'd drink too, though. A lot. We should start drinking. <laughs> I mean, hell, we can't. We've we got two gotta, months of Beth beating. We got to. We got to work. <laughs> Good news is, it takes three weeks for her to start beating us. Once Christmas happens, we're like, uh oh. And then you start seeing that stupid station creep up every rating period. Like, ah, oh, there they are. God damn it if they're not in third already. And then they pop up from like eighth and they're in third. And then Christmas shows up and they're like first by a mile. Like, what happens? Because all the stores play them. It's garbage. You should pass some sort of law that says you can't play that in stores. They should have to make their own Christmas music. But again, then you'd have... That drunken nightmare comes storming into your place of business to start screaming at you. Like Brady says, she's got a temper, too. Man. Here's something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. Big time alcohol. But then I factor in, you know, <laughs> back in the day, radio Christmas parties at every station, the, the two that I've worked at. Yeah, don't backtrack. No. It's covering his ass now. We didn't record our. That's right. Never had to record our yeah. annual message because we can't control the hooch like Beth, like you say, the way she's got that massive problem. <laughs> That's why her cheeks are always red. Anyway, well, Betsy Fields, she's got whiskey nose. She's got two months of celebrating to do. Doesn't have to work. Ah, Beth, how dare you? Is she the one that's uh, suing Steven Tyler? She's about the same age as the lady suing Steven Tyler, right? Pretty close. (laughs) This is a ridiculous thing. Now, is this the same one that's been barking at him for a couple years? It's a brand new one, right? So some lady comes out against... Steven Tyler blew his vocal cords out in Baltimore about two months ago. Had to cancel all the Aerosmith shows. The doctor actually went on TV and said he's mangled. His vocal cords are destroyed. We may never hear him talk again, let alone sing. And he's back. He, he finished the show. He blew a vocal cord out and finished the show. And people are like, oh, it's not terrible. Uh, but he's not allowed to sing anymore. So while he's down and out, a lady from the 70s has decided to say, oh... When Steven Tyler and I met, he sexually assaulted me. He was 20. She was 17. That's not anything. And if you read the story, the first time, uh, they were like in a, I don't know, was it a phone booth or somewhere? And he was rubbing up against her, grinding. And then says, and then later on, she met him at a hotel room. Right. Actually, oh, okay. in this we particular. We bumped into each other again. The first story, the, he was 20. This one, he's 27. She's 17. Uh, that's how old my grandpa was when he married my grandma. Uh, same age. She was she was 17. He was 27. They got married. Uh, no lawsuits. Uh, suit is filed by uh, Jean Bellino in New York City. Uh, and she's uh second time in as many years as a woman has accused Aerosmith's lead singer of kissing and groping. Yeah. Uh, that sexual assault a teen in the 70s. Now, uh, it has been 48 years 
before she decided to say, I got to get this son of a bitch off the streets. That's enough. Uh, Bolino reached out to uh, the firm and said, I want to help. I'll be a witness because he did the same thing to me. He's a sexual predator. At least he was during the Ford administration. Uh, he, she was a teen model and worked for a children's agency, frequently traveling with her modeling friends from Queens to Manhattan for fashion shows. She said after one show, uh, they arranged for him to meet the, the models to meet Aerosmith. All right. First off, whoever's in charge of that's a bad idea in the 70s. Hey, 17-year-old models, want to meet Aerosmith? Uh-oh. I could tell you what's going to happen yeah. next. Uh, at this point, Tyler and Aerosmith had received all the international acclaim they had Dream On was already a smash hit for five years at that point. Um, ridiculous, popular rock band. Probably second only to Led Zeppelin at that point. What year was it? 76, 75? 75. Anyway, they go, uh, she said, uh, after the show, she met Tyler, who was with an entourage of six people. Uh, the group walked over to the Warwick Hotel for a party. Uh, they laughed, made a comment about one of Tyler's lyrics. And Tyler allegedly became irritated by the comment, then grabbed her and forced her into a phone booth and said, while in the phone booth, he stuck his tongue down her throat and grabbed her boobs and butts. Uh, then, uh, while removing her clothes and pinning her against the booth, he pretended to have sex with her. He gave her the little uh-uh-uh thing. And then uh, rubbing his torso up against her. The entourage, her friend and passersby, watched the incident unfold. Nobody intervened. They were all laughing. Uh, and then uh, she does name who uh, doesn't know any of the name of the defense. She fought back and eventually grabbed his hair, which is a good move. That's a good defense move. And you got Steven Tyler attacking you in a phone booth. <laughs> hair is the hair is the key. Uh, she left, put her clothes uh, back on. She says humiliating, degrading, and then continued to go to the hotel for the party. Right? How bad? Right. Yeah. Said his penis was erect. Of course Evident it was. That he- he's rubbing it against her, and he was wasn't wearing any underwear. He's wearing thin pants. Me neither. Some of us don't like underwear. That doesn't mean we're rapists. I'm not an underwear guy. Doesn't mean I'm going to rape you. Anyway, uh, she says, as uh, other individuals in the lobby included uh, employees, they watched. Everybody watched it. Eventually, uh, they all went up to the hotel. As she stood in the lobby figuring out how she was going to get home, someone from Tyler's entourage said, it's okay, you can go up to the room. She said, no. He said, no, come on, I'll take it up there and get you out of here. And she said, uh, I ran for the door, and the doorman grabbed her and flung her into a cab and said, go. Uh, she didn't have any cash for the cab, so she probably blew the cab driver. I don't know how she got out of that. <laughs> she didn't have any cash for the cab. But look, 50 years later, uh, the kissy gropies, if it bothered you, you could, you know, uh, I, this is not a thing. Is this a thing? I mean, it sounds bad if it happened in February. But this is... Even last year. 19th, yeah. yeah. Even last year, you're like, okay, I see. It. Five, six years go by. It's like, hey, this guy tried to rape me. Uh, 50 years have passed. Why are you drudging this up? And what's the point of getting Steven Tyler off just to let him know? Why are you mad at him now? I'm have to, I have to wonder if uh, in the 70s, every single rock star didn't do this. Like the, like every video in the 80s was, every movie in the 80s was about grabbing a girl and making out with her and convincing her you're the one with a kiss she didn't want. Like everything was like, stop it, stop. And the next thing, right. a, a passionate embrace. How that used to be considered romance back then 
when a woman was, uh, you know, get in here. And you'd grab a woman and she'd push you away. Pepe Le Pew was funny because he was always getting. And then when he'd kiss her, she'd melt. It, that was what it used to look like. Steven Tyler was probably a jerk. He was a 27-year-old international rock star. And there's a 17-year-old model standing next to him who's mouthing off. So he gave her what Steven Tyler knew what to give, which is a big fat kiss and some boob grabs. I couldn't believe he did it. Well, he did. And then you went to the hotel after. And then, uh, according to the lawsuit, she was hospitalized and medicated as a result. Then do it then. The alleged assaults has suffered great pain in mind and body, severe permanent emotional distress, physical manifestations. For five decades? Yeah. She's seeking an amount that will fully and fairly compensate her for injuries. She's almost 70. She's also seeking a trial by jury. To do what? Put him in jail? Now, if there were like 45 teenagers that came out and said, yes, yeah, Steven Tyler did this a lot, then it's a pattern of behavior. You know, but like it, a Cosby type thing? Yeah, or? it's the 70s. We have to remember the 70s. You can't put 2023's eye on 1975. It was, I watched old game shows from the 70s. It, it was not uncommon to make real weird comments about teen girls. Modeling started when you were 14 and you were flown off to Paris to be, you know, Playboy was all barely 18-year-old girls. Is this the best time to do it? Yes. <laughs> oh, best oh, time. If you're going to strike. Yeah. You, again, like we talked about, they're like cobras. They just, they're very patient, these ladies. 50 years later, you made out, we're all doomed. Yeah. When I was a manager at Tony Roma's, I was with a girl and I thought she wanted, I thought she liked me. And I went in for the kiss and I gave it to her and she kissed me. And then the next day. She's like, if you ever do that again, I'm going to hit you. And I'm like, what? Huh? You kissed back like we were in a thing. You do it again, I'll, I'll hit you. I'm like, what happened? She sobered up is what happened. <laughs> Someone she, sent me this yesterday. A fun fact. A majority of archaeologists are women due to their natural ability to dig up the past. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to victim shame here, but uh, you've had five decades to get past this. Yeah, two decades I'll give you, but five, yeah, that's yeah, out I'm, of the I'm question. You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm going with Brett on this one. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you four presidential runs. <laughs> and then if you're still like, nope, it's still there. All right, I got it. You're right. But if you're pushing you know, retirement age, that's really where I get. Because, look, I'm, I've been talking to the guys at Trajan a lot about retirement. It's on my mind. And I'm younger than her. She's in her early 60s, mid-60s. She's thinking about retiring, and it might not look good. Her portfolio might suck. And she's like, mm-hmm, I need an influx of cash and how. Hey, I remember 50 years ago when that Steven Tyler started to grope me, and I there's some recordings of that. Maybe I get a little payday there and uh, go into Easy Street for my retirement. Curious about the figure. Based upon 1975, yeah. Yeah. The I success betcha, of the band. I bet you Kent up at Trajan told her, well, here's the thing. Your modeling career didn't quite work out 50 years ago. Uh, you're, you don't have a trust. You're probably, yeah, you're, you've got nothing really here. We've, you're going to have to work until you're 80. Well, what if I... Say Aerosmith raped me. Well, that would be a nice real cash infusion there. I think that's a, if that's, I don't think any wealth advisor tells you what you should do is accuse someone of rape with a lot of money. I think that's a good idea. What if you win the money? Yeah, but then bring it to us for sure. But I mean, this is, no financial advisor's plan is a suit 50 years later.
But that's what I'm thinking's going on. She's short cash, staring at retirement right in the face, going, I'm in trouble. That's what it seems like to me. That's what a cash grab looks like to me. 50 years later, somebody that uh, inappropriately sexualized something in a phone booth. You were hanging out with Aerosmith, for Christ's sake. Where was her handler? She's 17. Where are her parents? My 17-year-old daughter that I don't have, thank Christ, isn't hanging out with Slipknot on the weekends alone. Not a thing. Not a thing. In 1899, I was groped by J.P. Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good move right there. Actually, not a bad one to bring that up. J.P. Morgan tried to give me a hand job in in a trolley. It was horrifying. And you're bringing this up now? Yes, it's still on my mind. I'm also struggling. I've overspent at Vegas, and I'm, I'm retirement age. It's getting close. She's got a retirement problem. She must not have been much of a model. I can't find modeling pictures of her anywhere. Exactly. Now, let's blame her for her looks as well. Good thinking, Brad. Damn right. If she was a good model, we'd have heard of her. I don't know what the statute of limitations on this is, but I know you have repressed memories. She doesn't have repressed memories. She knew about this the whole time. She talked about it the next day. She had stories. Now, she didn't take care of it then. Yeah, uh, Brett, if this guy brings this up, Brett Fingers Vesley, so long, buddy. It's been 20 years. I'm good. I don't, I don't know. It's been 50. It's something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. It's a washed up old lady who needs retirement cash. And she's like, I got one story that I've got proof of. And I'm going to go for it. See what see what lands. Hope for a settlement. I hope it goes to trial. Brett's covered. In the, he was underwater. He's, you know, didn't know where his lineup. hands were. He's very oily. Yeah, he's put in the Place in there anymore anyway. Identify. That wasn't him. <laughs> Uh, oddly enough, there were bodies actually buried at Big Surf when they when they uh, drained the lake. Allegedly. They drained the lake. It's like, wow, there's a bunch of little eighth grade girls with big mouths. It's the original Lake Mead. <laughs> Look, bottom line, you can't do that 50 years later. I'm sorry. I'm all for justice. I'm all for people getting their due when they do something wrong. It, it, you've had five decades, five long decades Carter, Reagan, Bush one, Clinton, Bush two, Obama, the Trumpy, current. Well, I just named all the presidents you've been Huge. sitting on. And uh, come on, twenty five. You, you had two Reagans Carter, in there four. too. But, Carter was and then yeah, Reagan's had two bills. Yeah, you had two Reagans, two bills, two Obamas. Yeah, your way. I mean, that's a lot of time. I mean, you were talking the Ford administration had just taken hold. When this happened, it was right. Nixon had just walked away. So he'd been in there for a year. 76 Carter. I mean, you're talking a long time. Saturday Night Live wasn't a show yet. It started that year. A long time ago. Certain certain times you just have to sit back and go, I should have done something about this a while ago. Repressed memories are real. I believe that. I had something come up in the therapy thing. I'm like, whoa. A babysitter did some weird stuff. I'm like, wow, that's strange. I always remembered that night, and I'm like two years old. I've always remembered this strange night. Very awkward, very loud. And the whole family remembered it. 
because of my screams. There was a lot of that going on. She was hurting me, a two-year-old kid. And uh, then I remembered that, like, I fully had, like, this moment. This, yeah, this stuff that they do with these vibrating hands uh, deals in therapy is really cool. If you're EDMD or something like that. I know that's the drugs. The uh, It was something else. But uh, I remembered the beginning of that. And that lady was picking me up by the middle. Grabbing me between the legs and picking me up and throwing me down. For no reason. And just, like, squeezing Jeez. my genitals. <laughs> but I remember, everybody remembers that I was out of control for, like, two days screaming at the top of my lungs she locked me in a dark room and i remembered all the wallpaper it was the weirdest thing so i I know repressed memories can come back and the book that i always tell people about i don't read but there's two of them i loved and this was one of them which was uh, the body keeps score it never forgets so you can bring it back in but that was uh for me too that was probably 1974 i'm not gonna go look for that lady i'm over it I did some work. It popped back up. It was uncomfortable. I'll tell you that. It wasn't a normal feeling to have that vivid memory come Amazing back. Amazing that wow. you remember at, at, uh, you know, at two. two. Core memories. It's terrifying. Your body knows everything. Your brain remembers it all. I had a broken leg, too. And I remember Jesus. it was because uh, I had busted my leg when I was two years old. And she was picking me up and throwing me down in the crib because I wouldn't stop. And then she just slammed the piano as loud as she could play it. To, to quell the noises in the house. And then my sister uh, always remembered that night that that lady went and made us ice cream Sundays to try to, right before my parents got home, which is a good idea to load me full of sugar. But I was screaming at the time. So repressed memories are a thing. We probably all have something in our past, like, whoa, and that's all back. And it was uncomfortable. But it's, you know, it's 50 years. I think I'm all right. I did okay. I, I don't know who that woman is to this day. But it's not something I'm going to go seek out unless I see that my retirement numbers are bad and I find out that she's really rich. Right now, my retirement numbers look pretty good. But if they start to sink or things go a little bit south, I need to find the rich lady that was grabbing my balls and knocking me around a crib. She's pulling for you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, she's in there. She's probably dead. She was like 19. She's probably, uh, she's like 20. She's probably... 70 now. She, she didn't make it. She's from Indiana. They got fat. Her heart stopped. There's no way that lady's still alive. This one says, it's a bunch of BS, John. Why in the world do groupies go backstage to see a band? Uh, that's like saying you went to a buffet and now you're going to sue because the buffet made you fat. You know what you're doing. Yeah, you're hanging out with Aerosmith in 1975. There's going to be hard-ons. Oh, by the way, you're a 17-year-old model hanging around with Aerosmith in 1975. There's going to be touching. And yes. The, yeah, you're, you're, it's the stupidest suit ever. So, Steven Tyler with a 1975 odd foggy lens with orange carpet and bad furniture. I declare you innocent in the eyes of rock fans everywhere. Not guilty. All I wanted to do was just make out. She didn't even want that. He was a jerk. There's no doubt he was a jerk. But if every guy who's groped a girl uh, in the 70s against her will trying to win her over... Uh, it goes to jail. Uh, it would be a planet of women. Every guy in the seventies probably pulled that because borderline. It was, it's it's making a pass. It was macho time. 
Take the woman and grab her and kiss her and love her and she'll be yours. 60s and 70s. Look at Mad Men. I mean, that was all you that just happened. grabbed yeah. them and kissed them when they were yeah. mad at you. You had the power. No, no, we'll have none of that. Come here. Yeah, exactly. Mad Men was awesome because it's like, listen. You just start kissing a girl that was just screaming at you. You're like, meh. She can't do a thing about it. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, she's putting her dress back on. Don Draper just hammered her in his office. She's right back out there to type in letters. It truly was a different time. Was it better? No. If it happened now, is it bad? Of course. Was it bad then? Sure. You're 64 now. Move on. If you ask me, do you think Steven Tyler ever kissed someone against their will? Uh, yes. <laughs> like a million times. Because it's all green lights when you're standing in Steven Tyler's hotel room. Probably still right flip now. It, flip it around the other side, too. How many girls came over there to of course. kiss on him? It just makes me wonder how many underage girls Steven Tyler had sex with. Because those rock guys sure did love singing about that back in the day. Teen girls were the target. He got permission by uh, parents. Take our daughter on the road. Go with ahead. Him. Yeah, she can go with you. That last one was yeah. traveling with him. And then got mad that there was some sort of a sexual energy there. A performer's high is un- unmatched. If you've ever even been, even last week at those Halloween shows, we had a blast. And you come off the stage and you're just buzzing. There's an energy to you that I got to get rid of this somehow. I furiously masturbated. <laughs> I was in a hotel room across the, hall, the street all alone. With CNN on. It was the least sexy thing in the world. I couldn't figure out the TV. It just kept turning on to CNN. Watch live TV. Hit the button. There it is. I'd turn the station. I'd lay the remote down. It would turn it back to CNN. So I watched Israel at war while I tugged out. (laughs) It's not easy. I'm a professional. I know better than to have some 17-year-old girl... That if she liked the band, I'd think something's wrong with her. I might sue her. But if I was in my early 20s and Uncle Jesse days, hitting the mason jar, having one a great show, popping out there, and some girl's like, you are awesome. Yeah, thanks. I had my wisdom teeth pulled when I was 21. And we had a, a our terrible band, Uncle Jesse, had a show at the mason jar that weekend, and I thought I could pull it off. I had stitches in my mouth. And two in my cheeks, because my cheeks tore during my wisdom teeth surgery. So I had blood all through my mouth. Finished the show. We had a great show. Couldn't believe how good it was. And I go back to that little room at the mason jar, which was about the size of the smallest closet you could ever imagine. That was the green room. (laughs) And smell. And it's stunk like Ingve vomit. And the door opens up, and two of the prettiest girls I've ever seen in my life are like, that was amazing. like, thanks. You guys are going to be huge. I know. We were a little delusional. Do you want to come back to our house? Blood in my mouth. Okay. (laughs) Like, I was up for it. I had some energy. And then I had to realize, no, I can't do that. I can't. I can't imagine what you're going to think the second we start making out. And it's just... (laughs) Tastes like pennies. It's just pennies. (laughs) Pennies. And back then, they didn't cure AIDS yet. And I'm just spitting up blood the whole time like the real Gene Simmons. <laughs> so I turned it down. But those chicks are pretty... Rela- now? No, I'm, I'm too old. But back then, I didn't ask for an ID. 
I don't know how old they were, and I knew that Marco over at the Mason Jar wasn't exactly, uh, you know, wasn't running the tightest ship at the door to get youth in there. We, our two guys in our band were 18, and we got paid in beer. He didn't care. You never know. That's this cruddy Mason Jar story. Imagine being Aerosmith. We can't put ourselves in that position. David Lee Roth included in his video in the early 80s his arrest from having sex with young girls at a hotel, and it's cheered. Remember that when they pull him out in the towel? Oh, yeah. Panama. Panama. <laughs> Got caught again out there in that hotel room, a bunch of high school gals. It was like, David Lee Roth's a god. It was a different time. This guy wants to know, John, how many guys do you think assume uh, would have been sexually assaulted by Doja Cat? You don't hear any of them bitching <laughs> about exactly it. exactly right. We're cooler, that's why. If Doja Cat, if I was like, hey, Doja Cat, I didn't like what you just said, and she pushed me into a booth and started to grab my balls, I'd be like, I'm starting to kind of like what Doja Cat said. <laughs> You're only 15. I know, and this is awesome. And Doja's not even 27. <laughs> Doja Cat's here next week. If Doja Cat and I make eye contact and she shoves me to the ground and starts to rape me, you will never hear about it. Other than bragging, actually, you will hear about it the next day. And it'll be titled, uh, John Holmberg, King of the World. <laughs> There's something, something. Check out Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Doja Cat rapes me. That's the best thing that could ever happen. Hell, I'd take Kelly Clarkson for the stories. <laughs> I know. Guys, guess what happened to me last night? Kelly Clarkson got real upset and started making out with me and then grabbing my junk. Are you going to sue her? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I banged her. I banged Kelly Clarkson. We'll see. I might try hey, to look, sue then. Amy, uh, Amy Schumer can knock me down and do what she wants. It's a great story. Well, she'll knock you down, all right? Yeah. Get all the way. I got to get to the buffet. It's this Dwight Howard story. Uh, Dwight Howard, the, the NBA player. Yeah, where he says. Where he the guy took him up to the hotel room and then says, and then Dwight, who's a very large man, uh, pushed me to the bed and then performed unwanted oral sex on me. First off, that's a phrase that doesn't exist for a man. Unwanted oral sex. If that's the worst part of your day, congratulations. Best day of the week. Uh, I could be at the QT and somebody would be like, you want some unwanted oral sex? Like, ah, God, stop it. Stop giving me unwanted oral. Unwanted oral. What's that? Said no man ever. Never. You have two weeks to stop. Yeah, there's somebody in the parking lot trying to give me oral sex against my will. Keep it down. No more screaming. What are you doing? Unwanted oral sex. That guy's making a complaint that Dwight Howard sexually assaulted him with BJs. That sounds awesome. Even from Dwight Howard. I'm in a room with Dwight Howard and he starts to try to blow me. If I can, If I'm hard, it's a go. I guess I am into this. My thoughts would be, I'm probably going to get in a fight with Dwight Howard now because I think he expects me to be erect for this, and it's not going to happen. But if I get an erection for it, I'm playing the game. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't expect to get hard. I, I think I like you, Dwight. I don't get uh, I don't get human beings anymore. But Dwight Howard's in court and they had, or doing depositions, and they're like, did it happen? 
Well, yeah, we went back to the hotel. The guy got wood, and I blew him. And I, like, is that bad? I thought that was a. I thought the go sign was the erection. <laughs> Turns out uh, that like he meant no. I don't even know if I could formulate the two-lettered no during that. No, please stop. This is no more of whatever that is. Stop it. Even the toothy ones, you'll like let her go. Like Willy Wonka. No, don't. Please don't. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? Oh, to the left, to the left. Why? Mind the balls, mind the balls. I can't believe this is happening to me. Oh, the stories I will tell. (laughs) Just finish. (laughs) Oh, you want it on your chest? No! Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I'll get you a towel. Oh, this is horrible. Here's a drink. That was nice. Oh, God, I can't believe this happened. Give me a few minutes and you can do that again. Then what happened? I fell asleep. I fell asleep pretty rapidly. I don't know what happened after that. I think Dwight fell asleep, too. He wanted to kiss. I was gross. I'm not kissing you. Go brush your teeth. (laughs) Then he forced a... Now, that I'd probably sue for. If Dwight Howard gave me unwanted oral and then tried to kiss me. Like, hey, 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 what's going on here? Then he pins me down. We had a deal. morals here, pal. Kisses me with that goo mouth. I'm like, yeah, God, now you're going to jail. That first thing was a little bit awkward, but now it's bad. Unwanted oral sex. It's Patrice O'Neill's old deal about the lady in, who accused Mike Tyson of rape. Because she said, then he performed oral sex on me. Uh, you kind of have to volunteer for that. <laughs> That's not something. I mean, you can be afraid of Mike Tyson and all that, but again... That's a rapist who cares. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, but still, let's be honest. Rapists don't usually try to please you first with tender kisses. It's not really a thing. You cannot want it later, but I don't know. The whole thing seems hooey to me. Steven Tyler, you're not guilty. That's my opinion. If Kim Petras knocked me down, whipped out that piece of deal, <laughs> I'd be like, I think I'm in. <laughs> I think I'm going to give this a try. I'm not a bottom here, Petrus. I think that's your job. As long as I get the motorboat, I'm yeah, in. Yeah, so I get to feel those. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get that awkward tap to the midsection because she's starting to grow. Because she likes when you grab her man cans. <laughs> like, I did this to myself. <laughs> if, you make it, if you make Kim Petrus hard because you're so tender with her boobs, your fault. <laughs> She's going to expect more. Kim Petras gave me unwanted oral. Okay. The man cans may be worth it. <laughs> I, think, I think I might reach down and give it a tug. Like I say about my cul-de-sac, every single person that lives in my cul-de-sac tugs a guy. Oh, yeah. Every single one so, of them. Yeah. So how bad could it be if I just close my eyes and put a hand on a man can and give Kim a, a once-over? You know, little Earl Shide down there. <laughs> Paint the floors. All right, are you done, Kim? That was weird, but these cans are remarkable. If she just whispered my coconuts, the lyrics in my ear, 
That'd be worth an over the top. <laughs> Don't take your jeans off. I'll do this over the top. Are you sure? Just trust me on this one. I hope Petrus is still in town, just rolls by the studio this morning. Gives me unwanted oral sex. Come on, cans. I would turn the mics on. <laughs> Getting unwanted oral sex, the worst day ever. Unwanted oral sex. <laughs> Stop it. I don't know who would, I don't know how horrible you'd have to be for me to sue you for trying to give me BJ. How ugly are you? If you're in court, <laughs> if you're in court because you tried to give someone a BJ and they sued you over it, man, that, the, you should be in jail just for the way you look. <laughs> then, if you can believe it, Your Honor, she tried to perform oral sex on me, and that's when I took it to court. <laughs> that's when I had had enough. This has to end in the legal system. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm calling a lawyer. You know that, right? I can't believe you tried that on me. How hideous are you? I just got some paperwork that says I'm going to court for trying to give a guy a beager. That's right, sister. Learn your lesson. That picket fence you call a set of teeth ain't going anywhere near me. It's crazy. The world's gone mad. I say it's the best day of your week. Unwanted oral sex. Heck, even right now, if I tried it on Brady, I bet he'd giggle first. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, jeez. Hey, come on. Hey, no, no. Stop no. it. What's <laughs> happening? He'd Willy Wonka. You're in going to jail. <laughs> Fizzy lifting drink. Uh, it's 731. What do you got on the big board of musical treats there? Bert? Oh, man. Wake Up Song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. I'm not sure after that conversation. But anyway, uh, you know, winter is coming. Time to get those uh, ski and snowboards ready. Uh, $10 off a full tune-up when you mention KUPD. Just roll in there. Your full, full tune-up includes a uh, base grind, edges sharpened, and hot wax. Mm. So uh, head on over to Action Ride Shop. Plus, if you need to head out on the trails, get that bike tuned up. They got everything in for you. So actionrideshop.com. Or just go visit him over there on Gilbert Road in Southern. Jeremy Favreau has a good... He said, remember the movie Disclosure in the 90s? Demi Moore yeah. was given the Hummer to Michael Douglas. And we were all supposed to feel sorry for him. Remember the whole the whole movie lost credibility when Demi Moore dropped her shirt and went down on him. And he's like, you have to stop. You have to stop. And of course, he's like not putting up much of a fight. Because all it would have taken was one punch to the face and it was over. <laughs> but he let her go. Stop, please He's don't. in that courtroom. And the judge is looking at him like, you pansy, you told on her? Twang. She was trying to take my job away. Oh, come on. Yeah. All you have to do is, all you had to do is let Demi Moore give you handies and beaches to keep your job. And you're sitting in a courtroom. <laughs> Dismissed. <laughs> Next case. You're wasting the state's time. I'm sorry your wife's mad at you, but. Could you blame? Come on, Ann Archer. You're hot, but let's be honest here. The man was making a good living, and this kind of fell in his lap, literally. Disclosure is one of the most unbelievable movies of all time. My super hot boss is giving me unwanted BJs. And she keeps taking her shirt off and making me do it, or she says she's going to fire me. You have to go back and watch it again. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Don't leave up to a certain point. And then usually I fall asleep. Is it pause and toss worthy? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. And I don't even like to me more. She's got that toast-shaped face I don't care for. I never thought she was very good-looking. But in that movie, she's in such great shape. And the only way Michael Douglas can keep his job is unwanted BJs. 
Um, I think I'm going to work here forever. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> ever going to know about this. Are you going to be discreet about it? I think the, uh, okay. Even if Trip was like, you know, the only way to keep your job. Uh-oh, this is important. As if you let me, you know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Let me get over it. How about one of these? Oh, <laughs> Trip, what are you? Yeah, you, know, you want to get fired? Keep your mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> yeah, take that. <laughs> no one can hear your screams. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, zip that thing up. Get out of here. I'll see you tomorrow at noon if you know what's good for you. Ooh, what a terrible existence. Got Trip Lauer in there or what? <laughs> I mean, <geez. laughs> Yeah, now if he's locking me in and chasing me around, <laughs> like, like, ah! that's what you hear. You close that door. It never goes further than that. It seems like a pretty good job perk. Come into my office. <laughs> okay. You know what's good for you. I sure do. Let's get to work. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. What are you yelling for? Oh, yeah. Am I supposed to act like I, ah, ah, I hate this? You want the part or not? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Wine scene. Right. Well, that was different. He was raping people. That's different. If, if he's threatening my job. Well, he wasn't. Th- well, yeah, but. Brady, seriously. They pay me okay here. Yeah. If he says it's the only way to keep it. And I don't have to do anything but sit there. I got a good imagination. <laughs> I can Come close my me. eyes. Yeah, I will Willy Wonka right out. I'll be in a world of pure imagination. <laughs> pure imagination. <laughs> It would be Margot no, Robbie. Un- unworthy, unearthly way of knowing. Grab my man cans. Okay. <laughs> yep, every man's got his price. Unwanted DJs. Knock it off. Sorry, give us the songs there. Uh, on the list, uh, Spirit Box, Rage Against the Machine, Ooh. Highly Suspect, Deftones, Trivium, Van Halen making an appearance. Hey, pound cake. Yeah, uh, Slipknot, Disaster Piece for the Steelers offense. It's not pretty, but they win. Uh, Cottonmouth Kings, Slipknot uh, again with Psychosocial, because I guess it's Mick Thompson's birthday today. Uh, Aerosmith, Sweet Emotion, because Steven needs the money now. We a little Aerosmith. And uh, Avatar, Let It Burn. God, that's a good one, too. That is a good one. Spirit Box is new stuff. I, I was an absolute avid hater of Spirit Box. I hear their new one, and I love it. I don't know if this is a new one. 33 years yeah. ago, Ice Ice Baby was number one on the bill. Somebody 30, requested that, too. I didn't put it on the list. Years. Good. Good move. Uh, we can do a little Aerosmith for Steven. Steven's money. Yeah, do a little fundraiser for Steven. Get him some royalties every time we play one. Same old song and dance is right in front of me. Want to try it? That was from 74. This was before he was in trouble. I think Sweet Emotion was when he was in trouble, right? Back in that was the, Toys in the Attic, 75. Yeah, 75, yeah. Back in the Saddle was 76. I like Back in the Saddle. Let's do a little Aerosmith, shall we? Back All in right. the Saddle solid. Here you go, Steven. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. 